0: your mind Mm -hmm. because this is one of the things that people want to do is that they want to have this resolution to change attributes of their life but they don't understand why their life is the way that it is yep your life is the result of your decisions and I really like what Sam shared is that she shared about her life she's had a tough life for those of you that know her She's at extreme levels of emotional and physical abuse from her mom, talking about PTSD, lots and lots of issues. But what I really respect about her is she's being honest about where she's really at. She's like, okay, I have anxiety, I have this, I have this, I have this. But because of her decisions mm-hmm. that she's made, wow. her decisions to go out and do right. drugs, her decisions to go out and have sex, her decisions <laughs> to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I think that you, we cannot change anything with the victim mentality. Yes. No? is that I, uh, yeah, you can clap for that, that's fine. You can clap <laughs> Let's put to death the victim mentality yeah. in 2019. Yep. No. You are where you are at in your life today because of you. Yep. No, yes. one else. no one else. Not your parents, not your job, not your country, no, not nothing. It's because of you. Yes, yeah, yeah. And the mistake that a lot of people make is they believe that their life is determined by major events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That this big thing happened when you were a child and that <laughs> determined the course of your life went on. And that's actually not true. Mm-hmm. The studies show something called the edge effect. Mm-hmm. So what the edge effect says is that your life is determined by 1% decisions you make.
1: Yeah, come on, Kobe. Your life
0: changes at the 1% level. Yeah. And what the edge effect does is that if you take two people that start at the exact same point and one of them makes one percent better choices, yep. over a very long period of time, their life will continue to get better and better and, better and better and on, better. But if you take the exact same person yep. at the exact same place who makes 1% bad choices for their life, their life will slowly get worse and worse and worse and worse and yep. worse and worse and That's worse and worse and worse and worse worse. And so, very far down the line, you'll notice one person is here and one person is here. Yeah. Even though they're the same person that started in the exact same place, yep. but their lives were determined not by major events. Oh, there was this terrorist attack, or I got kidnapped, or my best friend died. No, no. What did you do this morning?
1: Right. right. What did you do
0: this week? Yep. What did you do before you came here today? Exactly. Yeah. These are the decisions that you make that change your life at the 1% level. Yeah. Uh, almost. So awesome level. And so, if we're going to change our lives, we mm-hmm. need to change our minds. Yep. 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 And I think one of the problems that happens is in the new year, people want to change their character. And so they say, hey, I'm going to change my character by changing my character. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm gonna be a person of character. I don't have character now, but I'm gonna get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, All right, right, well, you let
0: me know how it works. Yeah, I'm tell right. you, February is not gonna work. Good luck with that. Because you don't change your character by changing your character. Mm-mm. You change your character by changing your mind. Yeah. I like that. Thoughts lead to actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actions form habits. Mm -hmm. Habits define your character. Ah, Wow. I'll say it again. (laughs) Thoughts lead to actions. Actions form habits. Habits define your character. Mm -hmm. If you want to change your character, it begins with changing your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is what repentance is repentance is changing your mind. And if you change your mind, you will change your actions. If you change your actions, you will change your habits, and you will change your character. (laughs) Because here's the thing, this idea that you make all of these decisions about your life is really a myth. Mm. This idea of choice is not really the way that the world works. It's not how our lives work. Is that the psychological studies that we have now show that up to... 45% of the decisions we make in our lives are subconscious. Mm -hmm. Our brains only have a limited amount of capacity to make decisions. Mm -hmm. Almost half of the things that happen in our life happen in a pre-programmed way. So our habits form our character. Mm -hmm. So whether you eat a piece of chocolate or whether you eat a piece of fruit, Mm -hmm. nine times out of ten is not a decision that you make. It's a decision that's already been made for you based on your habits. Yep. Woo! Back. Oh my goodness. That's and so this is the thing: is that yep. if you if you sleep in or if you wake up on time, that's not your decision. No. Nope. Wow. That's the result of your brain's programming. Yep. And here's the thing: who programmed it? You did. Sell them. You made the habits. Sell them, bro. We need to change our minds so we can change our habits. Yeah. Is that what do we need? We need godly sorrow. Yeah. Godly sorrow produces repentance. Yep. Yeah. And what does that look like? Eagerness, earnestness, right. readiness yep. to see justice done. Yeah. We need to be ready to change, ready to repent. And it sounds like from the, the gathering here, we're ready to change. Yeah. We're ready to we're excited. Yeah. But the problem is, is that we try to change and then we fail.
1: Yeah, Sick of the
0: old. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's no fun. But, but we fail, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that uh, what, what do I need to change? What are, what are my habits that are bad? Because we all have them. My biggest character flaw is laziness. That is the biggest issue that I struggle with. Man. And there's so many, like, there's I can give you like a list of like twenty-five different sins that I struggle with, but it all really boils back down to laziness. Yeah. yeah. On, it's this character flaw, it's this habit that I've done, and I can tell you lots of reasons why I've done that. And mm-hmm. I can show you the mistakes that I've made in life, the bad habits that I've formed yep. over my childhood, over my adolescent, and university, that's produced this character flaw in myself, mm-hmm. but that doesn't matter. The problem is, I've got an issue that I'm trying to change. Amen. Right? And I've been doing good up at this. Like, one of the issues is waking up. and waking up at 5.30 every morning. Come on, bro. And so, this, this, we wanted, I want to do this over Christmas. It didn't happen. I just went home, and it just, it's Christmas time. Let's eat food. Let's stay up late. Let's <laughs> sleep in. Like, it just didn't happen. Was Okay, New Year. It's time to go. It's awesome. It's ready. I'm ready to crank this New Year. I'm ready to yeah, wake up on time. <laughs> yeah. And I did it. Come on, Colby. All week. All <laughs> <laughs> week. And then you know what I told myself? Oh, Colby, you're doing so good. <laughs> um, you deserve a <laughs> You know what you should do to avoid yourself? <laughs> uh, to sleep um, in on Saturday. Uh, yep. Yeah. And it wrecked me. Oh, yeah. I slept in yesterday and it wrecked my whole day. Okay. <laughs> And what I learned is I discovered something about myself. I was talking with a friend, and I was talking, and I was like, you know what? Like, my habit is to be consistent for about 7 to 10 days. Wow, come on. Preach that. I I can pray. I can wake up at 4 a.m. for 10 days. But then I take a little break, and then I snooze, and then I can go to the gym every day for 10 days. But then that's that's the habit.
1: That's the way that my
0: brain's been programmed. And I failed. I set a challenge of every day for 40 days, I wanted to wake up at 5.30. Mm -hmm. And seven days in, I've already failed. But who cares? It's time to repent. And today I woke up at 5.30. Here's here's the thing is that if we want to repent, we will, and then we'll fail. We're all gonna fail. But then guess what? you repent yeah. again yeah. <laughs> right yeah. and if you yeah. fail again and you repent again Amen. and you rinse and repeat yep. until your character changes <laughs> <and> you <grow. laughs> so some of you guys might be thinking okay well that's good for you colby well i mean you can like keep failing and, and repeating over and over again but i can't do that i would love to be able to repent i would love to be able to change But I just can't. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Is there anyone that feels that way in this room? Yeah, if we're honest. honest. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I know a lot more of you actually do. You're not just not being honest. (laughs) Like, this is London after all. Let me tell you why you can't change. Because we all want to change. Now now we see what we need to do to change. You just got to repent, change your mind. But how do we have the ability to change? What gives us that strength? Mm. Jesus let's go to Genesis chapter 1 so before I, before I go on to my second point I want to I leave you guys with, with a challenge is that um, if we're gonna really change our characters we need to know our characters we need to be honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need, to, we need to not glorify sin and not like justify it, not excuse it. Yeah. Um, sin is ugly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Laziness is ugly. Yeah. That's a bad sin that yeah. I do not like. Yeah. Selfishness is ugly. Yeah. Anger is ugly. Mm-hmm. Impurity is ugly. Mm-hmm. Greed, these are bad things. Yeah. And these are the things that we struggle with. Mm-hmm. And we need to have an honest look in the mirror and say... What it is that we struggle with? What's our sin? And I think the challenge that I want to give you guys, instead of thinking like, instead of taking the positive of, oh, I want to be more disciplined. What is the sin you need to repent of? I need to repent of laziness. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I want to be more. Uh, I want to be more evangelistic. I need to repent of selfishness and I need to care about other people's salvation more than I care about my own comfort. Wow. Come on, Brian. And so I want you guys to make a list of what are your character flaws? What are the core sins that you need to repent of? Because it's different saying, oh, I need to eat healthier instead of I need to repent of gluttony. Come on, Brian. Wow. Like I, 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 need to, I need to go to the gym. No, no, you need to repent of your comfort and your, your avoidance of pain. And so it's, it's different, right? It's a little bit more powerful when you, when you lay out your sin Break and all the it's Come on, do this. Break the stronghold. But we're going to do it in 2019, Yeah. By the same sins over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired of staying in the same spots. Yeah. And so, if we're going to move forward, if we're going to have that radical change, we need to be radical. Yeah. We need to have radical honesty with each other and with ourselves. No, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so true. She yeah. says, "I have PTSD." Mm-hmm. Come wow. on, Sabrina. That takes incredible boldness. <laughs> yeah, I'm very proud of her. And i want want to say that. But I'm very proud of her in the way that she's going after it. Yeah. She's being honest sure. about where she's at, she's being real, she's making mistakes, but she keeps getting up, dusting herself off, and moving forward, yeah. and yep. she's a great inspiration to me and <laughs> So point number one, make repentance your resolution. Yeah. Point number two, your image is your power. Ooh. Let's go to Genesis chapter one, in verse one. spice. Good, I'm glad you like it. Genesis one one. In the beginning, the beginning of what? Everything. The beginning of time, space, matter, the universe, everything. This is the beginning. And I think that if we're going to talk about the beginning of our year, let's learn from the beginning of all existence. <laughs> It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. The Hebrew for this, what it speaks about, it says the earth was a place of chaos. The earth was a barren wasteland. The earth was void, it was nothing. Right? And that might be how some of us might feel about our lives. Yeah. Oh, come on. My life is a place of chaos. My life is a barren wasteland. My life is void, it's empty, it's nothing. Well, that was how the world started. It says, darkness was over the surface of the deep. You might feel like, man, my life is just nothing but darkness. No light,
1: no hope, there's no light at the end
0: of the tunnel. We don't even have a tunnel, there's just nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> It says, <laughs> says, Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Okay. Here's the thing your life might be a barren wasteland, just like the earth. Ooh. But guess what? God is there with you. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> earth was formless, it was void, it was empty, it was barren, it was a wasteland, a place of chaos. But God was there. Wow. It doesn't matter how messed up your life is. It doesn't matter how void, (laughs) how barren, how empty, how hopeless. Mm -hmm. God is still there in the chaos with you. It says in verse 3, And God said, Let there be lights, and there was light. God saw the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. Is that, I've read over this passage so many times. I was like, oh yeah, God created the light. He separated the light from the darkness. But it's like, no, no, think about it for a second. Light and darkness, they don't mix, right? Uh, Light is the absence of darkness. And darkness is the absence of light. That's how we understand the universe today. You don't mix light and darkness together. But that's not how it always was. There was a point in our universe where light and darkness mixed together. Whoa. That is how chaotic our world once was. Wow. It doesn't matter how messed up your life is. Your life is not more chaotic than that. Mm-hmm. It's not more messed up than that. Yep. And God came and and separated wow. the light from the darkness. Wow. He brought order to the chaos. Wow. God can bring order to your life. Wow. It goes on. It says, and God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate the water from water. And he made a vault that separated the water and the vault uh, from the water under the vault and the water above it. So what is this? The earth existed, but it was a, a void, empty wasteland, and it had water on it. But this water was all over the place. And what had to happen first, there had to be an atmosphere to exist. Otherwise, you can't do anything without an atmosphere. So God created the atmosphere. And then what happened after that, it says uh, in verse 9, it says, Let the water under the sky be gathered in one place, and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the water gathered around the seas, and God saw that it was good. So we see here that God is going about this in a structured, orderly, logical way. Yep. Okay. It's that he, he, he creates an atmosphere. Then he separates the water from the land. He moves the continents together to form dry land. Is that some of you might be feeling like, you have no idea these huge mountains that exist in my life. Well, God can move mountains. And how do I know? Because he's already moved continents. (laughs) And so it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how far under you are. God can pull you up, can bring you on dry land, can move your life and whatever needs to be moved to bring order into the chaos. Amen. It says in verse 3, verse 11, sorry. Then God said, "Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds." So after God creates the atmosphere, after he creates the land masses, then he produces plants. Why did he produce plants? There was no oxygen in the world. This is what scientists believe, that there wasn't originally oxygen, that our atmosphere was primarily uh, methane and carbon dioxide, mm-hmm. which could not sustain life, mm-hmm. and there was uh, they, they plants and things like this, because plants with photosynthesis, they breathe in carbon dioxide and they produce oxygen. And so, why did God do it in this way, because this was the order necessary to sustain. Stay in life. Yeah. And I think sometimes it can happen in our life that God doesn't do things in the order that we want him to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That. Is that we want there to be a garden. We yeah. want there to be fish and birds and animals, but there's no oxygen in our life. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is that if God made fish, they would die. If he made birds, they would die. Preach mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that. that if are trying to get ahead, we're trying to get ahead of God. We want God to do things in our order, but God's like, no, no, it doesn't work in that order. You're trying to do things out of order that will not be successful. Let me do it in my order. We've got to make the atmosphere first, then the land masses, then the plants to produce oxygen, and then we can go on to these further steps. And I think this is the thing is that the reason why some of us aren't happy in our lives, the reason why some of us, we want to attain certain things which are not bad. We want to get a better job, want to get married, want to have a family, want to raise up as leaders. Those are great things. And the same way that producing animals are great. We love the birds and the fish and the animals. But if it's not done in the right order, it won't be able to sustain life. Yeah. If you got that thing that you wanted in the wrong order, it would just die. Yeah. Yep. If you got married right now, that marriage would die. Yep. If you got given a Bible talk right now, that Bible talk would die. Mm-hmm. If you got given someone to disciple, but you're not ready to disciple them, they would die. And that's why God hasn't given you what you want, because you're not ready yet. But if we can just be okay with doing things in God's time, mm-hmm. in God's order, in God's structure, we can see that everything is made good in his time. Amen? Mm-hmm. So, he also says that he made all of these plants according to their various kinds. Mm-hmm. This is important. Yep. We're going to continue on. We're going to see this. This is a theme that runs throughout it. It says in uh, verse 20, and God said, let the water team with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing from which the water teams and moves about in it according to their kinds. And every bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. A lot of scientists, they believe that, that life began in the ocean. And the Bible actually supports that. It says, yeah, life began in the ocean. First you have fish, then you have birds. Yep. But just because it Began in the ocean doesn't mean that it comes from the ocean. There's a difference. Yep. And what what this is saying, because the Genesis is not a scientific document. No. It wasn't written to explain science. Mm. It was written to explain origin mm. and purpose. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't explain how we came about, it explains where we came about from. Yeah. Where, did, where, where was this force that created us? And it says That God created things according to their kinds. Is that evolution is one of the greatest and most destructive lies in the world today. Because what evolution says is that you are a cosmic accident. Evolution says that you have no purpose. You have no meaning. You have no value.
1: And and you gotta figure it out. You gotta come up with your own purpose. You gotta come up with your own meaning, your own morality. Because there's
0: nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing matters. Nothing exists. And you have no power to be able to do or change anything. See, this is one of the most toxic ideologies that contaminates people's thoughts, that changes their actions, that creates negative habits, that keeps people a prisoner to their circumstances. And unable to change. This is exactly what you call. Because, as I said in the point, your image is your power. Mm -hmm. If you believe you're made in the image of a monkey, you have the power of a monkey. If you believe you come from a a single-cell organism, that's the power you have. That's That's all you're good for. You're just this little bitty thing that started in the ocean and nothing matters. Oh. On, Great. That's what Satan wants you to believe. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's not Preach. Preach. Preach Let's look at the truth. Come on, what Kobe. does the truth what? say? Come on, it says in verse 26 Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image. Come on. You yeah. see, God created everything, He created the universe. He created stars, he created the world, he created the land masses, he created the birds, the fish, the animals, the plants, but none of it was made in his image. Nope. Mm-hmm. See, what is the crescendo of creation? Yep. The pièce de résistance, the creme oh. de la creme. Crumb roll. It's us. Yeah. And we are the greatest <laughs> creation of all of the to make us in his image for a reason. There's a purpose. What does it say? It says, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so they may rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, over the livestock, over all the wild animals, over all the creatures that move along the ground. Why are we made in the image of God so that we have the power and the ability to rule over creation? God created us in his image, so we are able to do this. Mm-hmm. It says in verse 27, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Come so on. we see that men and women are Ooh. equally created Ooh. in the image of God. Come oh. On. Oh. Oh. And this is this is another lie that comes in. Feminism, it tries to warp both women and men's idea of what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a man. Yeah. <laughs> is that it's trying to make women into men and men into women. Yeah. And it's just confusing people to say, okay, you don't, you got to come up with your own gender identity. You need to do this. You need to do that. Sexual orientation. It's all just a big bag of confusion yeah. to take away your focus from understanding right. your faith, the image of God. Yep. Yeah. It says in verse 28, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number Fill the earth, subdue it, rule over the fish of the sea, and the birds of the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit and seeds in it, they will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth, and all the birds of the sky, and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give you every green plant for food, and it was so. God saw that all He made, and that all He had made, and it was very good. Wow. And there was evening, and there was morning, on the sixth day. Mm. See, God creates us in, our, in His image, so that we have the power, the authority to rule over all creation, yep. to rule over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, the plants of the ground, the animals, everything and we even have the power to rule over our own lives. And this word rule is really such a hollow word. It's such an empty word. It doesn't really convey what God is trying to convey. The verse, in in verse 26, the word rule, in Hebrew, it means to dominate. God wants you to dominate His creation because you're made in His image. It says in verse verse 28, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful. God wants us to be fruitful. It's a command. He says increase the in number. He wants us to grow numerically. And he says, fill the earth. He wants us to spread out everywhere, take total control over this world, total control over our lives because we're made in his image. It says, subdue it. The word in Hebrew for subdue is kabash. It means to force into bondage Mm. god wants us to enslave this world he wants us to enslave our lives enslave our emotions to do our will instead Uh of being enslaved to our emotions and being a prisoner of them but you can only do this if you believe you're made in the image of god this is why Satan is teaching to little children, that hey, you're just a monkey. Doesn't matter, you have no power.
1: You're a victim of
0: your circumstances. Uh, you're who the world tells you to be. Yeah. And this is the thing is that, whether we admit it or not, that seeps into our own way of thinking. Yep. Mm-hmm. That we are surrounded by this toxic view of
1: the world that seeps
0: into our lives. And this is where this was, this was the first thing I read of twenty nineteen, and it completely changed. I was like, "Yes, I'm going to dominate. I'm going to dominate my life. I'm going to be victorious. I'm going to break these strongholds that I've never been able to do before." Amen. Because I understand that I'm made in the image of God. Amen. And the thing is, is that being made in God's image, being made in God's likeness. We can do what God can do. Now, I'm not saying we're God, that we can just, like, speak animals into existence or things like that. But we can speak things into existence in our lives. Yeah, right. right? Yep. So, you are not a disciplined person. Speak it into existence. You're not a loving person. Speak it into existence. You're not a generous person. Speak it into existence. Whatever it is you want to change, change it. Speak it into existence say, this is who I'm going to be because I am a child of God. What? See, I, um, when I was in university, I did, I did martial arts. And I did jiu-jitsu. It's also having kind of Jason here doing jiu-jitsu. Do but oh, uh, Jason. the jiu-jitsu that I did, it wasn't like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It was basically it was a group of uh, guys that did Japanese jiu-jitsu. It was a little bit different. Mm. And it was a bunch of black belts. That were really like just fed up with like the bureaucracy and like all of the <laughs> politics out there. They're like, we're gonna leave. Because basically, they wanted to teach certain techniques that the the, the board wouldn't let them. They're like, you're not allowed to do that. It's like, well, why not? It works. You're not allowed. That's, that doesn't go against our syllabus. Like, all right, fine. We're gonna leave you. We're gonna make our own syllabus. So basically, they called it jujitsu, but it was really like, let me teach you how to fight real good. Wow. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> yes. And they basically took like little bits of everything. So it was really they called it jujitsu, but it wasn't really jujitsu. It was like Muay Thai, which is like stand-up kickboxing. Yeah. It was wrestling, it was boxing, it was Maga, which is like Israeli military, like let me teach you how to kill people with your bare yeah. hands. Yeah. Like, like it, it was it was really intense. And they kind of, there, was, there was kind of crossover from Jiu Jitsu, like they had belts and they had gis and stuff, which are like the robes that you wear. And um, I started and I really enjoyed it. And I was pretty good at it too. Because in uh, three years of university or training consistently, I went from a, a white belt to a purple belt. And it usually, under their system, usually takes about four to five years. So I did it relatively quickly. And I remember training and they would do a little bit of Jiu Jitsu. And uh, in the the thing about jujitsu is that there's a huge gap between knowing a little bit, knowing nothing and knowing a little bit. Cuz if you know nothing, you're like a helpless ragdoll. Like you like it's really like scary how much someone can like hurt you if you don't know jujitsu. <laughs> but if you know even just a little bit, you can like really like really mess somebody up. <laughs> And I remember I would wrestle with my friends and stuff like that. It would always be fun, the ones that didn't know any Jiu Jitsu. Oh, I would gosh. just like wreck them. It, was, it would be great. And I remember I was training. There, would be, there was a group of people that we were all the same level when we began. We were trained, And it would be even. Sometimes I would win. Sometimes they would win. It would be, it would be good. We trained together. It was cool because we, we progressed uh, together learning different techniques and stuff. And uh, there was this guy that I remember coming the first day. And uh, he was a purple belt, and I, was a, I, like, I didn't even have my white belt at the stage. <laughs> and that's how, that's how green I was. And I saw him, and the guy looked like he had freshly escaped from prison. Oh. 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 <laughs> like this guy, he had a shaved head he and like, tattoos. <laughs> He's just like... <sighs> and he would like stand over in the corner, like getting ready. And I was like, that's fine, you just stay over there. Like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and the guy was so intense. Like, because what we would do is we, we had the, the, the group would be bro- broken up into two parts, like the lower levels and the higher levels. And the higher levels was this guy's name is Kieran. So it was Kieran and the black belts. And then it was everyone else. <laughs> and so... <laughs> so sometimes well, we, we would mix it together and we would do, we would like pad drills or something like that. Like, he would hold up pads. And Kieran this guy kind was of so strong. He would just go like one to boop, boo-boo, and you ah. Or he would, we, we would, he would do uh, like kicks and so we would have like a kick pad and he would just... Kick and you would like it, would go through you like it was like you got hit by like a bull. Wow, and it would would be bad. And then we would do like judo because we did judo as well. And he would throw you, and it would be hard. He would throw you hard. You'd just be looking at him, and then you'd be looking at the ceiling. (laughs) You're like, oh my gosh, and then he would help you up and do it again.
1: (laughs) Nice guy. And
0: the thing is, he was just like a scary guy, the worst. Was that it would be at the end, what we would do is we would do a bit of like uh, rolling or like wrestling. And uh, I would always avoid Kieran because Kieran was just, you just so bad. And I fact, because you're dead. It's like the, you've been training for two hours, all you want to do is you just want to go home, you uh, got like another, like sometimes you do maybe like three or four two minute rounds. So it's like, okay, eight minutes. If I can just, that's only four people. So if I start at this end of the room, I won't make it to Kieran. But sometimes you just couldn't avoid it. And he would like, because we would we start on our feet. And he would just do takedowns. He would just hit you so hard. And sometimes he would hit me, and just being taken down to the ground would just win me. And I would like tap out just from that. Like it's, it's over. It's over. You win. And sometimes he would be, he would be like, okay, okay. It's like you ready? I was like, no, no, I'm not ready. And I would like try and catch my breath. And um, he's like, all right, all right. you ready? Like, okay, okay. And I would like start off like for the first 30 seconds of the two minutes, and I would like try, not even to win, I would just try not to die. <laughs> and I would try, try, and try, and then eventually he would get me in like an arm bar, he would get me in a choke or something, and I would tap out, and he'd let me go. And he's like, okay, you ready? And I uh, okay, okay. And then at this point I would just like, he would just get in like a superior position, and I knew he's about to put on the armbar, or about to put on, and i was like, okay, you win, you win, you're better than me, you win, you win. <laughs> And then uh, he would just keep doing it over and over and over again. And sometimes he would tap me out, and I would be like, okay, okay. He's like, You ready? I was like, no, no, I'm not ready. He's like, yeah, you are. And he would just grab me. And he would just oh, okay. go. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just scared of. It. And we, we were like, this is a mean, like, he was scary and stuff. But the truth was he was actually a really nice guy. Yeah. He would come early, he would be humble with the instructors, he'd work hard, disciplined and you're just very focused, mm-hmm. very intense. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what can happen sometimes in the world is that when we're around people that are deliberate and focused and intense, it's very off-putting. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, like just, just calm down. Like, you don't need to be so serious about life. <laughs> Preach that. Like, just, just take it easy, take a chill pill. Like, Because like with, with Kieran, it's like, like, bro, we, we, we've got two minutes left of rolling class. Like, let's just, let's just like we don't need to kill anyone, but you don't know, put me in the hospital in our last minute of training. <laughs> but he's like, no, because Kieran, he went from a white belt to a purple belt in a year wow. because he had done a bunch of other like martial arts training and stuff like that. And because it wasn't really about like, um, it wasn't really about do this or do that or meet this criteria. It was like, can you fight? And this guy knew how to do it, mm-hmm. and he was put with the black belts and. He would like dominate all of like me and all of my other like really like soft, squishy like little white belts. But the thing is, he would do the same thing to the black belts. He would do the same thing to the instructors. He was just so intense. Because he decided that he was going to be the best fighter in the gym. He's like, I don't care you're a black belt, I don't care you're an instructor, I don't care. I don't care you're a white belt, I'm gonna destroy everyone. And not in a bad way. Because he wasn't a bad guy. He was actually very nice. And I remember the few times I would go to him for help, he was very helpful. But I didn't want to be around him because he challenged me. He pushed me. And I didn't want to be pushed that much. And the only people that could keep up with him were the other black belts. And even he made them work a little bit. And this is the thing, is that for us, do we have this mentality of a deliberate focused intensity of wanting to dominate our lives yep. mm-hmm. or do we give in to everyone else giving us this message of mediocrity mm-hmm. because that's the thing is that like it we don't think this way because the world tells us not to think this way yeah. even this like even just like the terminology dominate your life. Yeah. Like, people, I'm sure, automatically were like, come now, Kobe, like, let's not be excessive." <laughs> <laughs> no. Come on. Like, you don't need to use such violent language to talk about lifestyle change. No, it's all <laughs> You actually do. Yes, yep. you, yes, yes you do. Come, come on. on. You do. If you really are going to produce a change, you need to really be radical. That's right. It. And the cool thing about Kieran is that, so in in one year, he went to a purple belt. He trained consistently with the black belt. The next year, it was a brown belt. The next year, after that, he was a black belt. So in three years, I went from a white belt to a purple belt. In one year he went to a purple belt and three years he was a black belt. And I, I, was, I was researching a, a, a few months ago just to look at the old club and stuff like that and I saw him, he was one of the instructors. Wow. Because the thing about Kieran is that w- I trained at the university and we would train on Mondays and Wednesdays. So he trained at the university wow. Mondays and Wednesdays and he drove an hour and a half to another club to train on Tuesdays and he drove to another club to train on uh, Thursdays. Wow. So he trained four nights a week at three different clubs, and lifted weights five days a week in the morning. Wow! And that's why he was the best. Yeah. Because he had such intense focus yeah, and hard. determination. Because he knew who he was. He really believed, I am going to be the greatest person in this gym. Imagine. I'm going to destroy all of my opponents. I don't care if they're the instructor. I don't care if you've been doing this for 20 years. I'm going to give it everything I've got, and I'm going to beat you because that's who I am. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we can really embrace this mentality of really seeing life as a fight, Mm -hmm. we're fighting against Satan, but we're also fighting against ourselves. We're fighting against our sinful nature. Mm -hmm. And being made in the image of God, we need to dominate Mm -hmm. our sin. Mm -hmm. Make it a slave. Make your emotions prisoner to do your will. Mm -hmm really really take hold of this so we can get what we want in 2019 because we all have goals right we all want to do great things we all want to be better than we've ever been before right great you can why because you're made in the image of god you can do whatever yep there is no challenge no obstacle no mountain that is too great for you to surpass mm-hmm. because there's no thing that God can't do. Yeah. And yep. so being made in the image of God, being having the power of God, mm-hmm. you can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got to really believe it. It starts in your mind. Yeah. I want to give you guys a simple challenge. Come on, bro. I want you to make a list of what you want to do. Not like, a, not like a week news resolution. Oh, be more fit. No, no. That's useless. It's not going to change anyone's life. No, no. I want to do this. Make it specific. And look at what are the sins that are keeping you from achieving that. Because they're your sins. They're your character flaws. They're your problems. Mm -hmm. And once you see your sin, once you see what's stopping you, holding you back, Repent. So that way, you can dominate this world, you can dominate your life, and you can achieve the things that you want in life. Because that's what God wants for us. He wants us to be fruitful. To be fruitful in all areas of it. Not just to put people in water on Sundays. That's not what it means to be fruitful. No, no, to be fruitful means to grow, to expand, to spread out over the whole world, in all areas. In your job, in your family, in your relationships, in your education. Everything, God wants you to be fruitful in your finances. He wants you to be fruitful in your fitness. He wants you to be fruitful in all these things, and you can do it. Yeah. But we need to repent of our sin, yeah. change our minds, and really take hold of the belief that we are made in the image of God, Amen. We are sons and daughters of God, and because of that, we can overcome any obstacle. Amen. 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 And so, West Region, Christ finds a